was hard is going, yo, yesterday I got nothing from working as hard as I could. Nothing happened from that. I'm going to do the same thing again today, but I'm going to try to go harder. That's the hardest thing in the world, mm-hmm. to get up every day and give 100% and, and be in the same position that you were each day, but mentally know that you're trying and trying and trying. Mm-hmm. That's that's a real that's a real grind. Actions by a podcast and Jerome, I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. Uh, if you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make a change in your life. And joined by my guests, boom, bam, it is Emmett Silver, the darkest poet in the room, the philosopher, the writer, yeah, the the muser, yeah, the music critique. And we're back at it again. This is the third time, yeah. Yeah, well, fourth, fourth, yeah, fourth, fourth, bruv, we strike back again, you know, yeah, you man. get me? Do you know what this, this this takes me back to, like, when I asked you, I remember he was like, no, not say so he was apprehensive, but he didn't know me, and I was like, oh, come on, my podcast, and he was like, yeah, we we'll just do one, man, and I was like, <laughs> like, but, but happens, isn't it? Like, when you don't know something, you're like a bit, and well, when you get involved in it, and you start saying, wow, this is actually... Don't take it personally, I'm like that yeah. with everyone, because... Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it, yeah. Do you know Do you know what it is, right? Is, um, is, is, is passion, yeah is not perseverance, right? So a lot of people mm-hmm. get passionate in a moment about talking about something and like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I don't hold it against people, yeah. but a lot of people take that passion and they don't know how to, to to put it into four minutes. And what I was taught is uh, technique is nine tenths of determination in it. Yeah. And most yeah. people only got that one tenth. Yeah. That, that's that passion, that determination, you are want to do it. Yeah, and then yeah. when it comes to actually structuring it and doing it, and from you went boom, 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 let's do this. Yeah, I said on. cool And then there was a time Where um, communications broke down And I said You know what It was my fault I let him come back I said cool Boom 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 yeah, And then yeah. he went Boom 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 like, Nah I want to do it again I said okay cool You've shown <laughs> me perseverance So now yeah, this is I, it. I, it's, it's like I, I say this I don't wear a mask But I wear a helmet Because I look at life As war in it like So that. certain times If I'm around a man That I don't feel s- feel secure with i might put down my sword but i'm not taking off my helmet bro when i see all right cool i can break bread with not even break bread but because it's about energy thing where i can i can put my energy into this person and they're not gonna be full gazy with it you know what i'm saying even like we had problems with me coming in today and this that and other but even the fact of i know when i need to come here i even tell myself look bro at studio time i cannot be late (laughs) it's it's not it's not it's not um, I like how seriously you take it. As no, well, but you got to like, take it seriously. I like that because look, even if we're both putting bread into this, it's 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 a time thing, and then also you don't want to deflate the person you're gonna be in the room with talking for an hour or two. Because if you come in late, yeah, yeah you're yeah. setting the whole tone for like, oh, I had this. Ah, uh, will we have enough time to talk about what we want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, 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 you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you start yeah, on a yeah, bad yeah. note, innit? And yeah. I, and for me, it's like I c- I can go to all my little shitty agency work and and. And be a little late and that because I, I, I know at the end of the day i know at the end of the day yeah. bruv it, it is a proper um prostitute and client relationship bruv. you just want me to do the fuckery work that you want me to do and this done but i feel like when you're developing interpersonal relationships like it's also about understanding the other person's virtues and making sure that your virtues match you yeah that's that's something i like is like kind of like our principles kind of align like I said it on the last podcast, like I listened to the um, Ninja T episode where I said there's three things I look for and people don't know this but don't know this now. It's communication, punctuality and organisation. These are my standards. You don't even have to have them but I look for them when I meet someone off the bat and you know, and how is how important is that to you? I look at it, I don't ask you the question but I look at it like in your actions. I look at it in your feedback and I'm saying, okay, what do you think about punctuality? Do you think it's important? Even what you just said there is exactly how I think. But you just said it. We didn't have to even have a conversation. Yeah, but do you know, do you know what that is? You said it. And that's like, like, life is a mirror. Life is yeah, life. Yeah. Life is like 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 water, right? It's a mirror at the end of the day. So a lot of the times when you're getting these fuckery people around you, is you use fuckery, right? <laughs> and and a lot of and and that's that's like like that's what it is. Like even when we're talking about music, and you can see an artist, right? A lot of the times, like I say. I think in music, and we're going to go into our episode about lyrical breakdown. Yes, a lot of yes. people, they're in love with the reflection of the artist, that that reflection of that person where they was in, in that time. But mm-hmm. a lot of times artists grow up and it's like, I don't want to sing about this no more. I'm not, I'm, I'm, that's not the reflection of me no more. And I think it's, it's very prevalent with people. And I feel like that's why I love music so much because music is like a capsule of a person in a period of time. 
mm-hmm. right? So like, you see, you're a producer. If I go back to to your beats, right, I could probably be like, bro, if he was in his little grind mode, he was in his little this. This is what was influencing him. You can hear it. Oh, this is when Timbo was hot because I can yeah. hear it in in your beats. And yeah. and and I think that that's what we kind of forget. And what the three principles you said are like that. There's three um, top principles um, for for a business you name two out of three of them so number oh, one yeah, for because they got they got like the FTSE 100 and or 99 big companies right and oh, they asked them okay. the top top 10 things and the top three things across the board with and number one across all of the board it was interchangeable wasn't interchangeable was communication massive right and then two and three was interchangeable the the second one was uh leadership yeah, yeah. and the third one was organization yeah massive and it and I know why those are interchangeable because if you have, uh, if you don't have a good leader, it's hard to be organized. Yeah. And if you don't have organization, it doesn't matter how good your leadership is. Mm. So you got what I'm saying? And when you say punctuality, punctuality in itself is a sign of a leader because a leader comes in first and leaves last. Facts. Yeah, yeah, like, no, and that's why I look look at a lot of these people who talk about, say, I'm an entrepreneur, and it's like, bro, you can't even do your nine to five properly. You, you cannot be <laughs> an entrepreneur yeah, because because yeah, yeah. if you look at how school is, well, private schools, right? Mm. What we're 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 remember we're we're in school from three so nine, nine roundabout to three private school they're in eight and they have and they normally finish four so they're already Bro. so they're already ahead of us by how anyone has attended private school um not probably but not off my head like that okay. do you know what I'm saying but and then you know what happens when you get to a certain age in private school especially when you're in secondary school in year nine you have a, a mandatory extracurriculum. So yeah. that brings you from eight to six. Mm. So you, a lot of us, we're going from nine to three to nine to five. Mm. These mandem are going from eight to seven and eight to eight. Right. And you see why they're built to lead and we're not built to lead. Because, days, man. because from young, they've been given longer days. So mm. you put them in the nine to five, they're like, what the fuck's this? this is nothing. <laughs> now, I've always believed the notion of how you do anything is how you do everything. And I treat my life. You know when Jesus said that line, you know, mm-hmm. a business man, you but that, I'm I a be- man in I business. Believe, yeah. I believe in that because you are a business. <laughs> you, you know, you have to invest well, in yourself. Well, you have to be on time. Even if I'm on time for my things that I say that no one's involved. Like even go and play. I just want to be on point where I'm not behind. Because you know when you're late, now you're trying to catch up. Yeah, you're but trying you're, to catch your phantom. You're, yeah, if you're ahead, then you're like, rah, I've got half an hour to spare. But even me, I came here early so I can get food. Yeah. If I came here on time, I'd be like, I haven't got time to eat. I'm See, hungry. I, I, uh, that, that, I mean? That's part of also preparation. Because for me, I, I didn't have time to have food. So when I was at home, I was like, I've got to eat this, hydrate, boom, 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 boom. You work out today? Nah, do you know what happened is... um. I was doing weights because I was joining back the gym because they had an offer like two, two for ten pounds. So it's two months go? for the gym group now. Oh so yeah, it's two, that's good. It's yeah, two yeah. Um, months for ten pound. And when I so basically I did a rookie mistake in it. When you deadlift, you're never supposed to just jerk the bar in it, mm-hmm. right? And obviously I didn't have a belt, so I jerked the bar. <laughs> and I think it was my zoas muscle. I just and I got a sharp pain. I was so funny because there was this girl behind me who like. You know when you're borrowing equipment and you're just talking to yeah. them and then you can yeah, tell yeah. that, okay, this person's cool, this person's yeah, cool. Yeah, not yeah. not not in no sexual way, just like uh you know, like s- some people it's like, oh, I can work out around this person, they're cool, like if I need to get this, boom, boom, boom. And she even gave me the belt afterwards because I went on the corner and I don't know if you know like the deadlift setups where yeah, it's got yeah, a little yeah. round. But I just sat down. I just sat down because my back couldn't take it. Oh, and then you take I, it easy I, I think gym, this man. was the maturity in me. I put the belt back on. I went to go deadlifting. I wasn't a lot. I was deadlifting 70. I'm about 70 kilos. That's my weight, right? Um, But I need to do something that's going to stimulate the muscle, right? Yeah, something that's yeah. going to challenge me. And I just went, stretched. I couldn't stretch out. And I just went home. And then for the last two days, I've been in massive pain. But right now, it feels better. And I realized, yo... I'm actually recovering up quick because yeah, it's three wanna, days ago. I want to talk to you about working out because we both work out um, regular. I work out like a, no, like an yeah, and, and I'm, like I'm more, obsession. And I'm pissed off because I do isometrics every day, so it's like holds oh, wow. like the plank. Yeah. And I haven't been doing it for three days, but sometimes you just gotta let your body. So recover. do you push yourself to the max? I don't. I don't believe in that, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I call. Same. I call. Yeah. I call it a farmer's theory, right? Yeah. So, so I know everybody's listening to us for music, but now you're getting the eclectic sound. Yeah, of we me. just go all around. That's a conversation. Yeah. We can't yeah. just focus on one thing. But yeah, yeah we'll go back yeah, to the so, music. So, boom. It's called the farmer's theory. So, like, it's the same way your battery. The best way to to keep your battery should never be 
is is best between about 90 and 20 percent right yeah so i yeah. never tried to push my battery below 20 percent because mm. that's what burns out your battery constantly charging yeah, up and down yeah, up and yeah, down yeah right and that's how i look that's at your the human yeah your phone okay, battery okay. and that's how i look at the human body right if you're a farmer you've got to tour the field every day right mm. so if you tour the field every day right you can't first day go ham 100 percent and overdo it right nah, because man. guess what you're gonna that's put your you battery at zero man. yeah you're gonna put your battery at zero right the most you can recover like from a day i'd say is 78 percent. so the next day right what's what's 80 percent at 100 boom you're at 80 percent mm. then if you go ham and do the full 80 percent mm. the next day boom 80% of, of 80, 64%. And then eventually you'll see that you'll get down to about zero and you won't be able to recover and then you'll have a couple of days off. But a farmer can't afford to have one day where he's not tall in the ground. So now imagine you do work at 70% every day. Yeah. So you yeah. get 80% energy back every day. So every day your battery's full, battery's full. And also you get in more quality of reps, right? Because let's say I, if if I my maximum is like, let's just say something, Use an easy number. My maximum is 10 pull-ups. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I can do uh, 10 pull-ups for three sets, yeah, right? That's yeah. the maximum I can do, right? So yeah. that's 30 sets, right? Mm. Boom. If I do that one day, but then I have to take a break, break the next day, right? Mm. So I can only do that, let's say, three days a, three days a week, right? That's yeah. 90 pull-ups, right? Yeah. But if I do seven, mm. right, sets of three, which is 70%, right? People who are mass just follow the mass, right? That's 21, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? 21 days. Right, seven days a week, right? That's a hundred and forty-seven reps. Numbers, yeah. <laughs> so, me doing th every day at seventy percent means I've yeah. done a hundred and forty-seven reps compared to the ninety reps at a hundred percent. Yeah. And guess yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Repetition is the mother of learning. Hundred percent. So, Facts, man. so Come your on. body's gonna build that way, and then also it's easier for for your body to recover in one day from thirty percent to a hundred percent than from two days in zero. It's, to, that, to it's that whole method it's the same thing exactly what you're saying just in a different way mm. consistency over intensity so i believe i don't mm -hmm. do reps right so basically i work out to my body tells me what i need to do right so that's like a my, good way my brethren was telling me the same thing and i looked at this joe rogan podcast and he's talking about working out and he's like oh you never go to your max every day that's how you get injuries that's how you get x y and z mm -hmm. so what you do like you said if 10 is your max do five. This might sound mad to everyone. This is how I work out. So then five are going to be easy after you do it loads of times. Then you go to seven. And then you go, and then when you get to 10, it's easy. You shouldn't do 10 push-ups and be struggling at nine, 10. You should be able to get to that ninth or 10th and you're calm. Of so course. eventually you're building. Because people don't understand what they do in the gym. You're building your muscle. It's not you're going to just all of a sudden just pull 10 easy. No, you have to build up your muscles. You, know? you have to do loads. So I don't, when someone asks me how many reps you got, I don't. Well, the, I don't only, count reps, the, the, the I don't only only reason my body why, tells me when to stop. And when this to go. is how you look at intensity, right? Intensity is the opposite from consistency. Consistency means you have to continually do it, right? Yeah. Intensity yeah. means you do it once in a while, and you have to have a break, right? Yeah. So, for example, if people are training for a fight, you see intense, 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 intense training. But what people don't realize is before the fight, they've got like three days to recover. They have three days where they do nothing, right? Because it's intensity. Your body, and also intensity shows you your limits of your body. So when you first go into the gym, it's okay to do a one rep max to see how much you can pick up. Because that gives you, cool, if 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 you want to do 70% of your one rep max and you know right, 100 is my one rep max, then I know, cool, I got to do 70 kg. That's what I can do on a day to day. It's a, it's a, it's, Intensity is there to show you your limits and show you where you can push. You just gave me an idea, you know. Go on. I might just do like next year anyway, like mm -hmm. I'm going to do like a fitness podcast because I'm just going to say it now. I'm doing like a personal training course. I'm mm -hmm. doing a fitness course. Well, my dad was a personal trainer I've and done fitness a, um, instructor. I'll yeah. come to that, you know. I've done a nutrition, um, nutrition. nutrition course already um, and i got a basketball coach. So basically what I'm trying to do is like add the youth work to sports, especially boys as well. So I've been speaking to a few people and I feel like, yeah, I'm putting something together like a workout plan, like, you know, like Kanye's workout plan. <laughs> you know, so kind of shit like that. And um, I think the main thing people struggle with is not creating a plan, it's sticking to the plan. That's just anything in life. No, I think... So uh, I'm gonna, people I'm, need a coach. People need I, someone to say, get up today, eat this. I'm going to disagree to disagree. I think the reason why people um, can't stick to a plan is because they can't create a plan. You don't think? Right. Because when people... But some people have the plan. 
No, but and they say the execution is the hard bit. It's like no. a business. Everyone have a business idea. But then, but who can execute the idea? Yeah, but then, are you trying to execute a, a a business plan or you're trying to execute a plan that's beyond your level? That's the issue, right? Mm. A lot of people mm. are putting, "I need to do this. I need to do this." Where it's 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 very simple. It's like when you're advanced, you kill it. When you're when you're when you're an amateur, you kiss it, which means keep mm. it super stupid simple, simple. and then kill is keep it long and lasting mm. right because you when you're when you're um advanced and you have all these muscles and you see that's when you start isolating right but if someone was to go to the gym yeah and if i tell people the i i have six exercises i do okay. and three that i just change in rotation those are the main exercises then in my phone i've got a bunch of other exercises that three exercises i do for warm-up okay. and then a few exercises that i do because I want to build that part of the body, but I make sure that I do these six exercises. That's it. Yeah. So it's, and, and, and then two sets of three and it's just that simple. So when I go to the gym, mm. I know that I got to do uh, six sets of three, only mm. six reps of three of squat, squat deadlift, deadlift, and then dumbbell chest Dumb, press. Chest. Yeah. Okay, and then the next good, day, the next okay. day it switches over. It's, okay. it's six, six out of three of good mornings, military press, and um, bent row, bent row, yeah, bent row, dealt rows, and that's it. That's, that's it. That's good. That's good. And I've played sports for my whole life. That's your sport. Um, I played, I played uh, American football. I wasn't really good at basketball. I was more athletics, four hundred, eight hundred meters. Um, played a little bit of rugby. Um, I did trampolining for like anger management, and I, I did a little bit of like combat sports. You know, a bit of everything. I'm, yeah, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Wow. But I did everything on a basic level, so I'm not great at everything. But I understand the basic. I've got very good base, and very my body recovers very quickly because of all that training, and it doesn't take me long. What, to what put year on was muscle. you born again? Ninety four. So when did you fall in love with music? Oh, that was uh, six, 16, bruv. I, I always tell this story. I think um, yeah, I said it, it before. It was like um, yeah, yeah. spitting bars. So it was like, uh, was it? I'm a rapper, so I singer. My name is Terms. I heat up the track. I invent this burns. I don't chase after money. It chase after me. So even when I take a drop, I'm getting money. Push the pedal to the metal. Call me need for speed. I'm 16 and I'm popping bottles. JD Hennessy. I don't need much game to get these girls. My sex elevates them out this world. Being the best is in my prospectus. My skill is shocking electric. I play with your girls pussy. Tetris. Ticking off haters. Checklist. So I used to spit bars. And, that, and, that, and when I got the attention from that and I realized, Oh, I'm not really good at putting words together because my brethren was like, yo, you're articulate. Mm, mm. Like, there's no way, way you can't spit. Mm. Like, you can put words better together than the teachers. Like, you can explain you stuff be better. You in English then. Yeah, I was, I was. But it was the marking system for English that I wasn't good at because you had to write in a particular way to please people it's in English. Grammar, like, yeah. It wasn't even the grammar. It's just you have <clears> to write and show, oh, I can use this technical thing. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's... It's it's a bit like gymnastics, right? When it, like English is a bit like gymnastics of like you know when you perform, you have to show all these different floor work and capability that you can do in the performance, mm. and then have a kind of the musicality is the fun part, but you have to show all these technical things to get a high grade at music. And sorry, I mean high grade in English, and I just feel like, well, that's not how English works. Articulation is about getting your point across. It doesn't matter how much flamboyant yeah. bullshit yeah, yeah, you put yeah, into yeah, your yeah. words, bruv. If I be like, yo, that's dead. That that is just as articulating to say, oh, that is just extremely excruciatingly boring. You know what? Like people like might look at singers and think, yeah, we're looking at people that have great voices and people that can write. But rappers, like really good rappers, put a poet poet in it. So as you know, in it. So I think with me, what changed rap a lot was like metaphors and punchlines. What like, Wu Tang? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, metaphors is like you 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 analyze it to something and this could be that and you you know I love double meanings, right? Some oh, double and trouble. Yeah, and you trouble say it's like they can mean something else, like and it's such like smart wording, like you're like a wordsmith. Like when I read Rich Thirty Two's book, it was so sick. Like uh, lyrics and life, he broke down like his his his, his, his um fire in the booth. He broke down. That was like a decoded kind of lyric breakdown when he was saying that the one line he said on the fire in the booth when he was like um. When I was young, I used to think the road was my home. Now I want to buy every home on my road. That that line alone, and I'm big on lines more than like the whole bar. Yeah, Right, yeah, because yeah, he's yeah, saying, yeah, when he was a youth, he used to be on the road, and now he's ambitious and he's rich. He's thinking, wow, I've got enough money, I can buy the whole home on my road. So it's like that kind of ambitious young man. Uh, 
changed say, perspectives. Say, say so. nah, I want to get into to a song for a little break. Yeah, now, love, yeah. come on, come so, on. So, so we all know this song. I know you like to thank your shit. Don't stand, uh, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah, let's get into Roses, innit? I'm going to do a little breakdown of that. Okay. Because okay, I feel like yes. Andre 3000 is one of the most underrated MCs. Just underrated? Because, nah, no, 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 no. I he mean, ain't got a, yeah, he's no, got Love Below, but he hasn't really got a solo Yeah, but that's album. why. But, but he's but rated he, by so many people. Okay, say Andre I, I'm not gonna say underrated. I feel yeah, like he's don't. so <laughs> unexplained. That's the word. He's so unexplained. But let's get into it. Cool. See, boom, 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 boom. Alright, so I'm gonna pick up my favorite lines from that. Yeah. Also, I like the fact that at that time, because it was 2004, that was the most honest, like men were about because he said it in a playful way about like fuck that bitch right because yeah, because yeah. if you listen to to the second verse right where he's saying um caroline she's the reason for the word bitch i was just speeding on her way to the club and trying to get to a ball or a singer or something like that and put up a makeup in the mirror and crash 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 into a ditch just playing we know he's not playing <laughs> we know he's being yeah, serious yeah, but i like yeah. that honesty about that's how sometimes you feel when you get dirtily rejected by a chick right yeah. but it, uh, i think it's the, the 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 hook in the chorus is what really hit me because i didn't realize what you were saying until i grew up because okay. i was 10 when this was came young. that's what i'm saying yeah. i was like yeah. Ooh, 15, 15 yeah. yeah so he was saying she, she needs a golden calculator she defied the time it takes to look inside and realize that real guys go for down to mars girls and when you understand there's a book called men are from mars and women are from venus he's talking about okay. that women men really like women who can um just enter their world and just be chill do you know what i'm saying like mm. who kind of understand them it's 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 like an old saying that like prostitutes and strippers always find husbands because they know men they're down to mars girls yeah, right as yeah, much yeah. as they have a crazy history they'll always kind of in the, at the end of the road kind of find a man because they understand what it means to be a down to mars girl and i like this metaphor because i think this went i know you like to think that your shit don't stank but lean in a little closer because roses really smell like boo right mm. so i like how he's using the term of rose which is kind of used for like valentine's and such a like illustrious flower because they're very hard to grow and something that has a beautiful scent but kind of showing you that something can be so beautiful mm. but that attitude is not worth it and uh, only men who have dealt with women who are like eights and above will know that shit i've never dealt with a girl who's more than eight not nines or tens right but i just can i look and there's some girl i can smell and feel the headache that they're gonna give yeah, you yeah, yeah. and i think that's what, what do you he's think talking of about. that girl then if you know about shine reynolds you've not heard of her um, oh, maybe re remind me in it i don't uh, i don't really know names like that oh, okay know. i think it was heavy on social media but uh, basically there's this girl who's got this thing called grilling where she basically gets man them like she's trying to find oh i know i know who shyam reddles is oh yeah yeah she had to, yeah yeah yeah. i know i know yeah. when you say grilling i know who you are yeah where, so, where um, castillo was making me laugh he's, that's my guy that's my guy bro and i feel like he set the president for that andrew tate's probably the best one but no andrew tate because i like the best one but, but did you see the uncut version I of see it. No, so because no, no. because if you see the stuff that they cut out of it they kind of you can see in the original one they kind of made andrew tate look like a villain because he was oh, speaking some a lot okay. of sense and all the stuff they cut out was like you cut out the most wholesome shit you were saying but okay yeah. but to be honest it's a it's a kind of thing of i like the fact that andrew tate and castillo were there because they kind of showed that as much as girls say they want this right shoot shyan reynolds was in castillo's video after right i'm not so I, and saying, obviously i'm not saying, saying he packed it or anything but <laughs> yeah okay, yeah cool. <laughs> yeah that 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 can be an off off off, off kind of mic yeah, um, yeah off yeah, air kind of yeah, yeah, conversation definitely. but if he but my thing is it's like they they will say oh i'm looking for this guy and this that, that and the other and it's just like there are plenty of guys like that you're really not looking for it what you're looking for is a fantasy what you're looking for is the 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 player who's not going to be a player just books of you i thought about on the way here it's like you either find someone and you spend the whole relationship trying to change them or you accept them through their heart there's two things like what 
What do you think? Like, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't think relationships are just as binary as. You're I never going to meet someone in the full package. Like, oh my god, you take every box. No, no, no way, I, I, I also you spend think, your whole life looking. No, nah, I think <laughs> the the whole issue with relationships is people are lost in the the their own fantasy to understand their own reality. Mm. Right. By that, there are a lot of guys who want this pen chick and this and the other, but they're lost in the fantasy of this pen chick and not the reality of what it's like mm. being with a girl like that. Mm. And when you're always caught up, because remember, relationship is about what you can give the other person. It's not about what that person can give you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so relationship is always a, uh, 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 it coming from in to out, not out to in. Right. Mm. What do I have and capabilities do I have to make this person's life better and vice versa? Like I said, um, I, I read one of my books. It's like a woman needs to find, right? A uh, 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 man who, whose life fits her style and a man needs to find a woman whose style you know fits his life. Something right now. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. No, because I basically, I, I saw this book yeah, and mm -hmm. I'm just big on books, but and it was basically, um, I put it in my Amazon bucket and it's called Just Like You. Mm -hmm. And the back of it was basically saying that um, in this situation, opposites attract. And we, in dating, we always want to find, all, all relationships anyway, mm -hmm. but we always want to find common ground. We always want to find similar interests. But in reality, sometimes the opposites do really attract. I, I, I'm not, and, that's I, what, I, and that's where interracial relationships work. You know when they say you have to be with, the, well, I got told when I was young, you have to be with a black woman. I was drilled with that, right? But then I realized that when I had a Chinese girl, white girl, is that from reality, it's like people like black culture. And they would like, it's not just how oh, they want a black man because they want the, they, they might like the music, they might like the clothes, they might like the talking, it's the whole thing. So, so some cultures that I respect, like Arab culture, Muslim culture in general, Indians. And I just find that, you know, if you're dating someone, the culture is just exciting to learn about. Like, if, if you and the, if I had to date African See, girl, uh -huh. I know a lot about Africans already. Jamaican girl, I know a lot about Jamaicans already. It's kind of boring, right? Because you know, you grew up with See, it. See, so what I, about you? What's your girl? Is she I, black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's monster Russian. Huh? Monster Russian. Okay, so cool. Monster Russian. Yeah. Okay, yeah, see, so, see, see, so, see. so, but my, my thing is, I think we, we used all, opposite does not mean parallel, right? Yeah. So parallel is like binary. So it's like, good or bad those are parallels opposite just means yeah. opposing right mm. and things can be imposing but complementary mm. so if you look at um all the the basketball teams they use complementary colors so the complementary color for blue is orange that's new york knicks complementary color for um mm. um, right, right. um purple is yellow mm. right and i think that's where we kind of get confused it's like we have to have the same middle ground our middle ground is our morals Right, our, our general taste in things. And so you don't really care much about race. What do you? What are your thoughts on interracial? No, I, I, no, I. It's not that I do. I let me let me let me explain something. It's not that I don't care about about race. It's I care about culture. And your your racial and your ethnic makeup is going to define your culture nine times out of ten. Oh, right. Yeah. So for me, like I said, I don't use the word race because it's a word that's been used to separate people from time. We're not we're not we're not actually we're not actually different races. Otherwise, white man couldn't go with black women and make a child do it like how a donkey can't make can make a child with a horse. But it's a mule. It can't reproduce. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's we, we use this word interracial. But what we really are is intercultural. Right. Mm, that's why okay. a guy who grows up in. Okay. Some village yeah. in England can't get with a black girl from London because their 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 cultures are not compatible, mm. right? Even though genetically they're compatible, their cultures are not, mm. right? And I think, especially in the black community, when it comes to to things, it's like, right, we're culturally screwed up in a, in a sense where the women are taught to like the degenerates of society. We're the only culture wow. where the women are taught taught in the culture to like the degenerates what do you mean by that? so the scammers the drug dealers right they're taught to like them yeah in in our culture oh wow right this because remember there's chinese scammers and drug dealers and killers and this that and the other true, true. but they're not glorified like women mm. women don't say yo i want to get no chinese girl saying i want to get with a chinese thug mm. if, if, if anything they want to get with the the black thug not mm. because they don't want to get with the th the thug because they see that as the the most authentic get gateway to the black experience because well, that's what I all feel the black like they go want. to the thugs and the drug dealers because that comes with a lot of power and like you know they have kind of like 
they're hood famous. Yeah, but 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 symbol kind of. Yeah, but why 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 is it why why is it if that symbol in the first place because it's celebrated in our culture, Mm, mm. right? Guys who come home from jail get more love from guys who go to uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so it's celebrated in the culture. So whatever's celebrated, yeah, will be uh, what's the word? Was it will be duplicated? That's just how life works. Right. If your child shits on the ground and you clap for your child shitting on the ground, they're gonna shit on the ground again the minute they want attention. Yeah, right. So I I think that's what it is. Um. And then for me, like I don't. I've honestly, um, who I've had sex with is a, is a different thing. I'm not gonna say yeah, this, that, and other. But I've never. I'm, I might have dated like Filipino and uh, Chinese. I wouldn't even say date. I wonder I'm over the culture and what what I mean by that is you know what I mean. Yeah. They like black shit. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But they like black girls. But, but, but generally, I like black women, and oh, that's me. Enough, but yeah. I don't look at the next guy because, like, my best friend I went to uni, he grew up in Northern Ireland. He's Zimbabwean, right? Oh, okay. And his girl's white. What do I expect him to have? He's from Northern Ireland, so I don't look at it that way. And then yeah, my yeah. biggest issue with this kind of whole topic, which burns me, is that a lot of these black girls complain about black guys going for white women when it's only like 10 14 percent of it it's not a lot of us right and generally but black men we go outside the race yeah but why do we go outside our race because because the average black man is accepted way less than the average any other man mm. right and it's always a complaint of cool you're not going for the childish gambino type when he's broke but when he's rich and he's with becky it's an issue but you didn't want him like yeah, the only yeah. reason why the asian girl the 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 Arab girl, all these other girls getting mm. them because you did not want them. Like you looked at the person, look, and this is what I'm gonna say. Most women of other races look at a man's future. They don't look at a man's present. With black mm. women, they look too much at the present that when now, ten years in the future, my man's the man. Mm. It's like, oh, you don't like black women. It's like there's nobody on earth, right? There's hardly anyone on earth who's gonna get spat out by a group of people and then want to go yeah, and yeah. and and be with that type of people. Yeah. Even if you're attracted to it. Like if 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 girls with big booties constantly spit at me, right? I will I will start liking liking flat booty chicks, yeah. even though I like big booty chicks, yeah, because man, I don't man. like the behavior that comes with it. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I think you. I think I that's you. what it is. Like- so so I'm gonna reverse the question. Yeah. When did you fall in love with music? Oh wow. That's a hard question because there's so many periods. I feel like I fell in love with music in 1992. Bro, man's got a date, you know. Yeah, but the na- early 90s because I feel like before I was... Before man was even born, bruv. Yeah, na- well, before you were born, yeah, because my cousins, my mum was playing R&B and I just listened, like I literally just watched a Stormzy thing and he was saying that, oh, you know, Trevor Nelson was saying, oh, how come that you're doing all this R&B soul music? Because it's like... Artists will make music that they like, meaning if they listen to it, they will try and replicate a version of that. Mm-hmm. And there's different periods in it. So he said that basically he listened to all these artists, and that's why he kind of making it a bit soulful now. But for me, like yeah, that it sounds organic for me. That be is because you gotta understand when you're a kid, you don't know names of music. You don't know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know, know who Stevie Wonder was until I was nine. Music. I remember hearing Nocturnal and the only one I lonely. That was a. That, I didn't know anything about that record, but I love that song. Or, or for me, it was Jamiroquai. <laughs> Jamiroquai. Futures made of virtual insanity. And I didn't know who the hell. And I didn't know yeah, it was yeah. a band for a long time, bro. Yeah. But, but, but Jamiroquai were fired. Though. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's when I look back at it, and then obviously R and B, and then obviously like reggae, because they go to the black culture now. Reggae dub and all of that that came in, and then there's so many waves, bro. And I feel like. This is me listening to it. And then the Pirate Radio Grime, I was in that because I grew up in that. I was old enough to see it birth and see how it came. And then American mm-hmm. hip-hop was obviously growing early 2000s. And then obviously, yeah, like I was a massive garage baby, bro. Because like, it was all radio. Because remember, bruv. before all the music videos, it was just radio. Are we you mad? Really Mo- Mo- Monster Boy was my thing. Was it? Because TV was always... Know better than a in a weird way, TV yeah, was something that they always had, you know, um, what's that thing? Past nine. What was that thing called? Cut off time with the kids. Um, is it BET Uncut or something? Nah, they had like a thing. I can't remember what it was called. Watershed. Whereas after nine, they start showing mad shit on TV. But anyway, what I'm saying is that TV had like um, things that kids could not see. Radio was always made to cut up and 
you know what I mean? They wouldn't swear and they wouldn't do so. I used to listen to Razor, Freeze FM, Garage. I really wish I was a teenager in that time, you know. My older cousins were like going to raves at that time. Yeah, but and I would but, love but, to but be then, that around but, that time, but it'd been hard. But then, let me put it this way: Do you think if you were grown up around the time, you would have seen your older cousins who are slightly older, mm. right, doing things and said, "I want to go raving"? Because I feel like we get caught up in nostalgia because we never had the opportunity to to do the adult stuff when we were kids. It always yeah. looked fun, and then when we did it, we realized, oh, it's not as good as the mm. fantasy we had in our head. And I feel like a lot of people always feel like, like I feel like I was born in the wrong era, but I feel like <laughs> you're always going to feel like that if you're ahead of your time. No matter yeah. where you're born. So you were born, what, 90? 94. So you really feel like you was meant to be born in what year? <sighs> if I had to put a year on it, that's a, that's a, that's a sticky one. That's a sticky one. Probably 1986. I'd okay. probably say. Okay, nice, nice. Age is, for me, me and my sister. So I, w- I, w- my I would be 36 now. Yeah, right around my age. So my best decade is the 80s. Like, And me and my sister always have arguments about this because she feels like, you know, the 60s birth. 60s did birth a lot of shit. Like, I'm not even saying it didn't. But in the general. 80s, bruv, the, the synthesizer was born in the 80s. That's the parallel of the music, pop music bruv. today. Madonna. Bruv. What and what's the name? Whitney Houston. All these big artists came out in the eighties, bro. Well, then, I'm gonna say one me, thing. The best what, decade was the eighties. So, music so that's your p- particular for genre. Because yeah, my, my my particular genre. And that's all genres. To, to, to this day mm. is new jack swing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Bruv. And that was what late nineties, late eighties. No, no, it's, no, no. Let's 80s, let's man. let's keep it a hundred. Yeah. Right? Because it all everybody thinks it's Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley didn't have the early sounds. It all kind of started with the Janet Jackson Control album. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, the yeah, sounds. Yeah, yeah. Started and then because they had the Timmy Jam and Jerry Lewis, they were doing yeah, all that anyway. And, and then when it was um it but it, it really started going crazy in the nineties. Though and like I said, with every genre, it always kind of starts just the, the the era before it. So like yeah, then yeah. you're looking that's 1988, right? Control, yeah, right? Control, and yeah, then yeah, what's yeah. 1989? Prince 80s. Well, what, what's 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 1989, which was big for New Jack Swing? Think, think of it, think of it. Bobby Brown? Yeah. I don't be cruel. Boom. Yeah, cruel. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I would never be that cruel, cruel to, to you. you. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or Teddy Riley did. Everybody's talking all no, this shit about me. Yeah, why yeah, would they just yeah, let yeah, me live? Yeah. Tell me why. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. No, you see, you see, you see. Yeah, ah, stop it, stop it, no, stop it. Oh, oh, you can play that game. Big, big, big. And um, we got to understand as well, like, awesome. you know, people always champion singers. And rap really, really didn't get its just dues until the 80s, really. Because rap was like, it, really, it, it, rap they started it was like going to be a throwaway job. Late 70s, man. You know, the message and all of that. And then, no, but, it, but there's a whole 10 years of, of, of rap that's unrecorded because it was originally scratching. Was scratching that's what, and stuff so, like that. Um, but yeah, it was the 80s world. Like, obviously, Will Smith won his first Grammy and, and it wasn't televised. Um, what are you going to go? So, so I'm going to say, what, 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 what are you going to do a lyrical breakdown for? I want to hear. Wow, you want to hear? Yeah, yeah, I, I want to hear something song. from you because you got me hyped now. So I want to hear what you're going with. I went with something a bit popular, a bit soft, but let's see if you if you can bat around, go go for a home run. Yo, I had to bust this record because in 98, I remember this song like clear as day. Like it was the biggest song on the radio and specifically why like Lauren Hills because she was one of the first rap albums in the album of the year. Mm. And oh yeah, she, of course, she wrote them big, man. And we're going to go back into like the love of music. It's, it's, it's the messages, man. Like the first verse is her talking about how women, and I, this is my gripe with women all the time, it's like, you wear a short skirt, your titties are out, and you expect men not to give you attention. You can't just say you're wearing it to look nice. So yeah, the whole yeah, verse yeah. was like, you're shaking of your ass and you're thinking this. No, she's talking about a guy and a girl, sleeping with a girl, and it being, not the guy, the girl's it, fault. It, it reminds me of um, um, Tupac's, um, I wonder why you call you bitch. Yeah, man, it's like, that. that's why I like, like, some music can just dance to, some music can rehab messages. And this song had the mix of both. Yeah, you could jam the and then and then you and catch the it. messages. And I'll, I'll drop a line from verse two when it's and she repeats it a few times. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I resonate with today. And it still stands in 98, right? And it says, How you gonna win if you ain't right within? Jeez! Like, say it again, say it again. How you gonna win if you ain't right within? And that is a deep thing because a lot of people That's work so on poetic. the external, they work on the, the cars, the success, everything, and they're depressed. And you figure, why are you not working on your inside? My sister always says it. 
Like, why are you not happy, Jerome? Like, oh, this and that. Like, but you're saying all of this stuff is outside. What about the inside? So then I'm saying, oh, shit. See, see That's feel, really uh, what counts is the inside. That's why you see people with millions of pounds and they're depressed. Or people who are successful when they're like, oh, I, I'm not happy now. Because I really thought success would make me happy. Buying my mama house. J. Cole says it. Getting a million million fans, million followers, whatever real your achievement is. But you realise achievement is like a hamster world, Aaron, right? Yeah. You're chasing success. There's never enough success. Of course. Because you're going to get 10 million. 10 million, you're going to want 100 million. 100 million, you're going to want... Well, there's always there's gonna, always more money. There's no there's not enough money. There's, there's not always enough more chicks. There's always more even, money. There's even, always more clothes. Even Stormzy was saying in the interview, same thing. I'm just re- like, uh, referencing it again. He done Glastonbury. He done all of these big things. Big things is that. Where else could you go? You're at the top now. So that can come. Some artists can get depressed of that because they're like because it's isolation. I so much like where do I go? <laughs> I'm gonna add to what you said. Didn't yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. What what you feel in the music business <clears throat> is hyper success, right? Mm. Because the worst thing is you. It can be worse in the music industry because you could be broke, but the perception that you're rich and that you're untouchable is worse because you know you can't afford going here, you can't afford going here, and you're at the top. And then it's even worse if you've got the money and then you're at the top because now you've got money and fame. Most people only have money or only Mm -hmm. have fame. When you've got both of those, it's like you're, you're drinking two poisons, right? Or you're drinking two... It's like you're drinking two substances that together are super poisonous, right? Mm. So it's like having coffee and cocaine at the same time. Some people get... <laughs> but majority of people work hard and just take coffee when you're in fame and you're on cocaine. But imagine every day you're snorting a line and you're 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 drinking coffee. <laughs> your, your, your high is yeah, completely yeah, yeah, yeah. different from everyone else's. Yeah. I think... That 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 that's that's that one. You know, normally I would talk, but I want to go straight into another one because because that 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 song got me thinking. Got it? you thinking. Okay, what you yeah. got next? Or what um, you I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go two part. Brendo's got a baby. Come on, man. Cool. This guy, man. This guy's on it. This but you gotta play one. the whole track for this one because the, the whole thing, track, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the whole hard. track's a message. Or or until until his rapping stops because he yeah. raps for a while. Yeah, that's all good, man. Yeah, wow. bro. I, 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 bro, I gotta break that down because you please, gotta realize please, please. that was his first single, bro. Imagine he's he came off of um, what's it called, Digital Underground. Underground? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're doing party songs, and then your first single when a label wants to sign you, and you push for it to be this song, mm. right? No, bro, bro. And it all started because he saw um, like a prostitute get um, or a young girl get killed in a. And no newspaper and you wanted to write an article about it and this is why i say you don't need to have for articulation you don't need to have the 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 most flamboyant words like biggie's wordplay is way better than than, than two parts but their impact and performance in that so i'm just gonna break down the shit that hit me in this right so brendan never really knew our moms and her dad was a junkie putting death into his arms it's sad because brenda doesn't even know just because you're in the girl doesn't mean you can't grow. Mm. Brenf- Brenda's got a boy, herself a boyfriend. Her boyfriend was her cousin. Now that's, let's, sorry, now let's watch where the joy ends. She tried to hide her pregnancy from her family who really didn't care to see or give a damn if she went out and had a church kids as long as when the check came, they got first dips. Now Brenda's belly's getting bigger, but nobody noticed any change in her figure. She's 12 years old, having having a baby in love with a molester who's sexing her crazy. Bruv. And yet she thinks that she'll be, he'll be with her forever and dreams of a world where the two of them are together. Mm. Bruv, it's, it's mad, it's mad. Was it? She had she she had it on the bathroom floor and did it know so she didn't know what to throw away and what to keep. She, she wrapped the baby up and threw him in a trash heap. Right, and this is the part that 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 the end part that makes me go mad. Mama say you making me lose pay. There's social workers here every day now. Ben has got a make her own way. She can't go to her family. They won't let her stay. No money, no babysitter. She couldn't keep a job. She tried to sell crack and ended up getting robbed. So now what's next? It's ain't nothing left to sell. So she sees sex as a way of leaving hell. Ralph, let me say that. So she sees sex as a way of leaving hell. Mm-mm. It's paying the rent. So she really can't complain. Prostitute found slain and Brenda's her name. Ralph, 
She's 14. Powerful, and you know what? It gives me shivers saying that shit. Like, it gives me goosebumps. And you know what? I, I like that song. Because if we look at fast forward today, right? To the future of music, yeah? Women are bragging about prostitute culture. Mm. Like, women are bragging about fucking a man for a bag or fucking a man. Like, oh and, so and, and it's not, oh, I'm attacking women on this. It's like, there are some, like, as people say, it's true. It's like selling pussies for emergencies. <laughs> like, mm. like, do, like, if it, like, uh, you know that City High song, What Would You Do If Your your your, your yeah. Child's At Home Crying All Alone no, on the Bedroom bed Floor, floor right? Hungry, yes. Yeah? Mm. I ain't gonna look mad at a woman who sells her vagina to save her you. I might not be with her, but I'm not gonna look. But no, I'm just being real. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but so. if a, a next man is with her, I'm not gonna be look at him like he's a dickhead because that means if, if potentially if he, dies, if he dies, if he dies, because anything can happen to a man, no woman's willing to sell the box to keep your child alive. That's that that is a different kind of struggle. This so when it. I see now in society that Pum Pum is getting flash, yeah, for for luxury items, you're not starving. You can afford meals. You can you can get a steak at home and probably cook it better yourself yeah. if you like. Yeah, yeah. So when I feel and I, I'm I'm I read um uh 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 poetry series that i need to like rewrite and everything and it's called like we let park down right mm. so it's taking all tupac songs and oh, okay. and and talking about it in the future tense so okay. brenda's got a baby or or mm. or brenda's baby's got a baby that's one of the names oh, of six. it so it's like okay. what love, happened love to brenda to that, yeah no no i need to finish it off Literally. or or, that or, sounds or, or or he had um, um keep your head up yeah and then it's it's all of his the, the, early songs were conscious yeah. rap yeah you know, it's and a, um the and it wasn't even called conscious then yeah, it was just rap conscious just rap but that's what hip-hop was they gangsterized hip-hop through the nwa and because remember public enemy and all this because that's why for me personally like, mm -hmm. that's what i like the message in the music and i'm biased when it goes into hip-hop because hip-hop was the first one that educated me it was the first music that put the messages in of the have and have nots like people with wealth might not care about a brenda story but we all know a brenda no <laughs> like, i don't, you know I, don't so. I don't think so i don't think so i don't think so because that's a human story yeah, it's right. true, but it happens more to people in poverty. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it, like, it does, but I think it would probably affect people who are... Because don't always think people with money are enlightened. They're ignorant. The reason why they... They, they The reason why a lot of rich people look down on poor people is mm -hmm. because they think that we don't work hard. Mm -hmm. They think that... It's, it's, it's what I call um, intellectual ignorance, right? Mm -hmm. When you're intellectually at a certain level you start thinking the whole world sees things from your level of intellect. Yeah, so if yeah. you've got an IQ of 140 and you're way ahead of everyone, you don't realise that the average person's got an IQ of 100. They can't see yeah. shit from your plane. Yeah. And a lot of rich people have a financial IQ that's on 140 and poor people got a financial IQ that's on 70 or 80. Let me give you a perfect example. Um, this is more about class. And I think I spoke about this before. It's like I was with this girl and she was like black, but she's from a different class. She grew up rich, she grew up having money. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've I've seen people go to jail my whole life. And I'm seeing still people go to jail. That's something that she's never seen in her entire life because of that class divide. She's never even known someone that's gone to prison. I've known many people, family and friends, my whole years of being on earth. That isn't good. But what I'm saying is, but that's your reality, isn't it? It's, yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's well that's your actuality, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think what I I I I I called it, call this like the the the, the compass of existence, and this is my my like philosophy, right? So you have perception, mm. right, which is like where north is. In east is you have reality, yeah, right. In south you have actuality, mm. and in west you have fantasy. So your perception mm. makes your reality which makes you believe what is actual, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, her perception is, oh, I grew up in a middle-class area, boom, yeah, boom, boom. Yeah. Her reality is no one goes to jail. So she actually thinks that no one actually goes to jail, just BS, <laughs> right? On the news, right? But yeah, yeah do you know what I'm saying? It's very <laughs> rare, right? And then that, that develops your fantasy because you have to know what is real mm -hmm. and then you can create your fantasy so then there's a fantasy that that creates it and then your 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 fantasy and your dreams kind of warp your perception because people see what they want to see that's their mind like, and it's a vicious circle and it's like at any point in the compass you have to go to the opposite end to convert it. so if you want to change your perception sometimes you have to change your actuality you have to change your actual environment 
because it's very hard to change your everyone kind of knows that right if you want to change your your reality you have to change what you think is fantasy if you think oh i'm never going to make it out of the hood so how many people have you known gone to jail to be honest i've got an uncle who's in and out of jail like it's the second home family yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Families, families. Uh, probably the first time you heard it be my to first... be honest I, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not convicted but I went juvie myself oh wow you know, see, see you wouldn't even know yeah yeah. yeah. I turned 16 there innit? it was only for one week I'm not trying to act like wow. I'm a bad man or anything wow, wow. So, okay, okay, so, cool. so so, so I, I remember that and it was just one of the ones where it yeah. was joint enterprise in it so fair enough yeah. well, I, I got no. off so I'm happy but, no, but no, I feel like you know, that's yeah. one thing that crime is connected more to poverty and obviously but it's, it's go, relative poverty because when i'm going into like um the youth work and stuff you know i'm going into the holistic approach so i'm looking at the family breakdown which is massive i'm looking at the, the your peer group which is massive then i'm looking at your area that you was born in um and then i'm looking at the last thing you just mentioned um because i think that's a really important right what, relative poverty yeah, like poverty is something we can't control, right? If you're born into poverty, if, if your mum's in debt before you were born, mm-hmm. how do you Yeah, come but out I of think that? relative poverty causes crime. So, so I say the worst places in if crime... You're, if you're, for me, if you're struggling to cover the bottom line, there's a pyramid of needs, right? And the bottom of the pyramid is food, clothing, and shelter. Money controls all of that. So for instance, if you can't pay your bills... And safety. If so you can't and belonging. And if you can't... Yeah, like you need... So if money is a major factor to the your needs, right? So if your needs aren't being met, that is where the behavior comes in. So a lot of the youths might say, oh, well, my mom was struggling to pay bills, so I went on the road, you know? So that's kind of like... Yeah, but then a lot of the times that's not true. You went on the road because you didn't want to seem like the only dickhead who didn't go on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. Because it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I went on the road. Because you, you, do so, you use, use it, it as an excuse. excuse. <laughs> because the men who really... Let uh, me tell you this, yeah? This guy, the most successful true, the, true, the, true. the most successful drug dealers, yeah, that I know are guys who really went on the road to pay their mom's bills because they do not fuck about with their money, mm. right? The guys who say they do that, why are you broke? You're going to risk all that and mom's still in the council house. You're going to risk all yeah, that. More, but you got, more, I always say there's more followers on the road than leaders. Yeah, that's but that's fact. in life. Yeah, that's in life, right? But like, how many guys, you know, oh, I went on the road um, for my mom, but you've got diamonds <laughs> on your wrist, but your mom can't pay a fucking heating bill. Mm. Like, I, I, I just don't respect it. It's true. I just yeah. don't respect it. So, because if you're going to lick down a man, yeah, make sure yeah. you're licking down a man more for Gucci. Yeah, than anything yeah. else. Make sure you're looking down around so so your mom can eat that food. Nah, so, so so your brother don't need to lick down a man when he's coming up. But a lot of the times, let's be real, it's selfish. And then also, we don't say that a lot of a lot of the kids in gangs, it's a whole grooming culture. Nobody just says, "Yo, I just no, want to no, jump no, on." No. It's all this grooming there. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole manipulation, I, and there's a whole yeah. normalization of it. It's like, yeah, just go shop for me, and then you you start off going shop, and then all of a sudden you encounter you like. Yeah, it happens. It's six months that that takes. Yeah, man, literally, I'm just dropping it now. I'm doing a documentary early to early into 2023 um, about my charity because I actually have a charity called Desire to Inspire, linked to the podcast, and it basically goes into my youth work, how I work with the youths, what is the background in terms of, again, the holistic approach that I take. Um, but anyway, back to the podcast. I'm going to drop four books that's connected to what we're doing. Calm. One is called Decoded by Jay-Z. First book that I ever looked at where he actually breaks down his lyrics and what they mean. Really good book. A book that's coming out, 23, by Rick Rubin, who's a sick producer. It's called The Creative Way. And I watched the podcast and he dropped the book about it. And it was interesting how he kind of makes music and how, you know, when you make music, you always think there's an art to it and something there isn't really an art. You just vibing and then things happen right um and i feel that's the best way um same with conversation as well you can't force i don't think you can force a conversation um you vibe with someone you don't again it's about vibrations and energy um 100%. the third one is all you need to know about the music industry by donna passman is updated every year this is the 10th i think 11th edition out I'll tell you everything about it but web free is the future listen to my episode nft about buying music with um crypto and the next one is Art of Music Production. I got it because I was studying music production and it was more about making the music, about creating the music and creating a story. And, you know, even like what you just said about um, Tupac, and I'm going to play a, a record now next as well. Like, to, like hip-hop painted pictures, mm-hmm. isn't it? Hip-hop mm-hmm. painted pictures and it was basically telling stories of people's life that you might not know about. So I'm going to play this song by one of my favourite rappers ever from the locks called SP. SP is one of my top five. Come and on. I'm going to drop uh, Black Magic. Massive. Fission Angie Stone. I want to go no more of this, man. It's like, for me, I like SP because it's not just about 
being a gangster rapper, bro. Like, these guys are dropping knowledge in their raps. Yeah, yeah, when you talk about how I got into rap, bro, it was locks. It was locks. SP, Jada, Sheik. Underrated, you know. He's my favorite rapper ever in life, you know. Mm. And, and Jay Z, a lot of man got me into rap. Nas, Jay Z, SP, Jay Z, you know what I mean? But this song, I always play this back, is one of my top hip hop songs ever because mm. it's, it's, it's a deep record and it's really showing you, like, you know, the people's pain. Like, the, the, one of the things I'm going to drop now is just a couple of lines from the record where he was like, ask God when he's stopping the pain. Fiend's got the shoelace on his arm and he's popping his vein. Jeez. I'm the needle looking dirty. I'm the closer to reaching 30. And the only thing I know is the profit to gain. So for me, it's like that line alone can mean a lot to someone that's depressed, someone that's on drugs. When is the pain going to stop? You feel like that sometimes. And you feel like, you know, how is it going to end? When is this cycle going to end, you know? And he's talking about drug dealers because you see them all the time. And I'm a bit weird, bro. I, I always think of drug dealers and drug addicts, sorry, and like alcoholics like what were their life like as a kid How, what got them to that point and anyone can get there don't think one breakdown you're one breakdown away from being next to that guy so uh, see, what's your thoughts on like shining light on these people because see I, i'm gonna disagree and, and agree i don't like putting out the message that you anyone can get there but it's you don't it's, think it's, it's i explain life this way right the moment you feel like you're <laughs> invincible is when you're the most vulnerable because it's 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 when you're the most boastful, when you're most showing the mm. chinks in your armor, because you don't think they exist. So you're kind of grand. You let your guard down. Where I feel like life is in the opposite. The more you understand how vulnerable you are, that's when you truly become invincible. Because you know, alright, this part of my life is not fortified, so I can focus on fortifying it. It's like so 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 survivor um, bias, right? Um, back in World War Two, I believe, is everywhere that used the fighter jets used to get shot at they used to reinforce where the the bullet holes were coming and then some some smart guy was like nah that's not how it works right boom we need to fortify all the places where the bullet holes aren't hitting because that's where the planes are getting hit and they're not coming back home yeah. and i think that's where i'm gonna say tell people to be very careful right. but mm -hmm. it's the love and they'll never see me down so i'll never be homeless in life because I have many doors I can go to. That's a blessing. Some people don't have that. I remember yeah. meeting this guy where, where I live and he was like some guy, like some older in my ends that was selling and he's like, he's homeless and, you know, he basically, he, because this is the stories, right? He left his, not left his family, but he chose his girl of his family. Then he had a kid with a girl and then the girl kicked him out. So that's how he became homeless. So I look at it like, yeah, but every situation like is like, you could yeah, become that guy, innit? If you're but, not like but, mentally strong, if you haven't got that support. But, but then that that's poor judgment. You fucked up. Yeah. But, like like. Yeah. Do, do, but when I, you're in love, people don't think. Innit? But so. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Ignorance is no excuse for the law. In in <laughs> in um in Gre ancient Greeks said ignorance is bliss, but it actually comes from Kemet, which is ancient Egypt, which ignorance is death. So once you ignore something, it dies, right? So mm. once you you ignore your critical thinking, you don't you stop critically mm. thinking. You, you no longer become a critical thinker. Every mm. everything the cost of everything is is not the price of everything. The mm. price of something is the initial fee you have to do. So the price of getting muscle is when you're a newbie, you have to put in so many hours. But the cost might be a little less, but the cost is forever. It's the maintenance. Everyone's got, I always look at, everyone's got different strength levels. And the reason I can relate to the homeless because I was one of them. And I feel like for me, I was kicked out at 16. Mm -hmm. I just had, and I was shunned from every door I went to because my mum, we didn't get along and my mum was poisoning all these family members. So I, I was with a girl at the time, so I was lucky enough to be with somebody, but I was homeless. I was on the street. I was begging for money. That was a reality of my life at a point. But I realised that you mentally, you have to be mentally strong. I could have easily been a crackhead, bruv. I easily could have been a drug addict. I could have been, in, I could have done all sorts at that time. And I really could, I could have been a young dad. I could have been but I look at it like adversity either makes or breaks you, bruv, and it depends on how you look at it, bruv. So that's just the first well, time. Well, so I look at it like, and then the second time, I was homeless, I was 18 again, and then that's when I got my flat. But it's like, I look at it life, everything is a test, bruv. So you either fold or you grow from it. But then I, I'm going to say this as an honest person. Would you would you have taken, if you could go back in time and take mm. those, make, yeah. wave your magic wand so the experience <laughs> yeah, never happened, yeah, yeah, would you yeah. do it? Or would you keep the experience? In terms of what? Would you, if you could wave a magic wand yeah. and say, I was never homeless before? Nah, I, I give thanks for it because it gave See? me grateful. It gave me like, cool. you know, I've got my yard and, you know, uh, you know, even though I got my yard young, I still appreciate having a yard in it. And like, you know, 
It's different, bruv. I can't explain it, bruv. Yeah, and that's my point. Pain and joy are one and the same. Right, yeah, yeah. when you go through a cycle of pain, you're just preparing for a cycle of joy. But you have to continue to move through that cycle. If you stay stagnant, you stay in pain. I was meant to be a warrior and a fighter from when I was born, so I feel like mm. that situation, I could have just, I could have done anything, man. You could have just crumbled. But this is it. But I'm gonna just drop a few things. Like, what does music do for you? Past, present, and future. So I think the music of the past kind of just. <laughs> music of the past music in the past music yeah the, past, the music of the past just gets me in a zone like, like bruv if if uh, if i break up i already know 8701's my album yeah bang, boom bang, bang. was it you ain't got a car boom mm. boom 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 it's yeah. okay girl yeah, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then and then when 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 all that party energy's done mm. at night i'll just be like you got it you got it bad like 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 you get what I'm saying? I'll get, I then, I then when I want my girl back, it's like, can you? Like every, every little music of the past is just kind of like, wow. And then music of the present, it, it, it keeps me excited, right? Because mm. what I realized, we say there's a lot of shit music out there, but the difference is, is like back in the days, think. it was the records label's job to push the music to us. Mm. Where now it's different. The responsibility is on us to find the music, mm. right? So, a lot of the time, and there was a good period where, I, and I call it the Drake run. When Drake was running things, the mm. music was Germany at back because everybody was just copycatting him or copycatting him, copycatting whatever you want to call it, right? So, what about the future music? What does it do yeah. the future? But the future, I think it's 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 looking good because, right, there's two two bad realities. Commercial music is about to die out, right? Because what the music industry is doing is turning music and festivals not into something for music lovers. Because I don't think really a lot of music lovers go to wireless and stuff or into that. Because it's become a thing of, like, a status symbol of, look where I am, I'm at wireless. Oh, I'm at Glastonbury. People are not even enjoying the music, right? Well, everyone's living in their phone, they're living in the moment. That's not uh, a problem, it, because it, it's good to have highlights and go back in history and look exactly. at memories. But, but then I think... People are living in the moment the, the, the other side is, yeah. is that the people who generally love and are passionate for music... Mm. We're, we're kind of ostracizing and becoming like a very small community and all revolution starts with small people who want to get the job done and i feel mm. like the way the music business is going to be is going to be music's for for the general people mm. and then it's going to be like music for people like us and i feel like more talented people will be able to make a living mm. but it's going to be a very reclusive group you're not going to have as many guitarists but if you are a guitarist and, yeah. and you're serious about your craft you're going to be able oh, to make no. 50 60 grand rather yeah. than make 20 grand and do it because yeah. and 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 that's how i look at the future of music and i think the future of music is it it's it's good because i think everything's dying and coming back into a circle like i think in the next five or ten years a and r's will reappear mm. right all these things will reappear oh, it's development. Yeah. yeah because because people are just hungry for it and everything's gonna become way more independent because you're seeing everybody leaving the independent her doesn't want to be on yeah, label yeah, yeah. everybody wants to be independent because it's like i just want to travel the world and just yeah. just just make yeah, music now, for me i want to i want to narrow it down to um what bob marley said when music hits you you feel no pain and you know for oh, me what I, music, I, don't, I don't agree with that when music when music hits me it's like it's just like emotions right so you got sad music, happy music, all this kind of, and then we were making it as well in a certain emotional state. So for me, what it does for me it makes me feel good, bruv. I'll be rarely when I'm when I vent, I make a record. When I, you know, so is that for music in the present day or the future? Yeah, that's just all around. Mm. And then we go into the past. Music makes me feel like I was there again. You know, when you hear a record from back in the day, it takes you literally there. That's that's present, that, that's the beauty of music, um, that time present, capsule. Of that present, like what music does in the present is good because it's showing now, if you want to do music, it's in your hands. Before it was in someone else's hands, like you said, a label. Now, if you want to record a song, put on the internet, you can do that in 24 hours. Good and bad implications, but you can still do it. The future music is web free. People really pay attention to NFT, web free, crypto, we're going in a whole different direction and I really want to put a lot of the music. It's going there. It's started. It's very new. Like, go and Google it, man. It's, it's only been around a couple of months. But if you get on it early, just like anything, it, it will definitely prosper. Um, and how I feel, what did you say now? How do you want music impact? How do you want to impact music? Me, personally, I want to impact music. Just again, like what you're saying with Pac, man, having stuff in the music that's going to last generations. Bob Marley said something in 1963 in one of his records and we still talk about it and think about it and it's relevant today. Mm -hmm. So you could say something, even Brenda's got a baby, there's still probably things like that going on today. 
Pac just said it in 92 or whenever it was. Yeah, so 92, music, music right. highlights stuff. So maybe, maybe if Pac didn't make a song, people wouldn't think that happens to 12 year olds. They might think, oh, you're just 12, you know? So music is something that w- will last longer than your life if you, if you, if you create it right. I, I think my impact I want to be in music, I want to be like a curator. Like, okay. uh, let's, let's take uh, Simon Fuller who did Spice Girls or, or Simon Cow, but if they actually cared not about shells but about the culture of music i want to cultivate yeah, music yeah, i yeah, want to be yeah. that person where people are like ah right, you're the producer you link with this person you link with this person because um like, i think tank said it in drink stuff it's like it's it's not a violence that's the the problem it's it's our love because when the black man take man take off no, tank, tank, tank. No, rest in peace to take off. Oh, oh I, I thought you were going to say Yeah. Thought I was no, yeah. no, I, li- I like I, I like takeoff as well, but that I, I won't I won't get too, 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 too much into the takeoff thing. I think that's another example of why when you get to a certain level, you can't do certain things. 100%. That, that, that's, you know, it's like that one foot in, one foot out mentality. And Park always go back to Tupac because he has a line where he says like, when you become rich now, you can't be around rich people because they're super rich. You can't be around poor people because they're going to rob you. And he's like, why are they going to rob you? Because they're starving. You're the only thing that's, you're like a target. So if you don't pattern up, they always say that, if you don't pattern up and get security, you have a fake or you, whatever, but you've got to go against that and say, look, my security and my safety is more important than trying to be real. In the well, hood. listen, nobody can't <laughs> give you back your life. Yeah, nobody can't give you back these your are life. Mil- I look at it, these are millionaires playing dice. Like, what? Like, where's the security at? But no, but it's not even that. It's like, why are you doing that? And then also, if you look at um, um, Offset, Takeoff, and Quavo, mm. they all come from middle class affluent families from the suburbs oh, in Atlanta. Yeah, they were like on the no, roads. they're not. They're okay. not. So, so, so my issue is like, don't look. Being Jamaican, I was taught you you play victim, you be victim, innit? You play fog, you become fog. Don't, don't worry in that energy. It's the same way um, with. With um, Brenda's got a baby and that, right? Yeah, it was um, like, or, or were you talking about Puck, right? Don't, oh no, sorry, it was um, that thing, um, Lauren Hill, right? Yes, she's talking yes. about you dress a certain way and just that other. My mom told me very early, you out, go out there dressing like a road. You people are gonna think you're associated with all that road be, lifestyle, and you're gonna get robbed the because they feel like yo. You're not gonna. You'll buy the road code. You're not gonna tell the police. Well, if you look like a little good kid and this, that, and the other, they're not gonna try to attack you because they're like, bro, I don't want fans with me. I Let me end this top three songs of all time. Ooh, it's first hard, one is hard. "Rock with You" by Michael Jackson. Bad. Ah, love it. Cool. So we started at two thirty, right? Uh, started two. No, yeah, two thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I got. So. I just got. I just got. Sorry, I got a meeting at four. I forgot. Okay, it, it won't take too long. Um, cool, but yeah, we can just quickly run through it and then okay, cool, do cool, what cool. we can. Um, boom, number two, I gotta have to give it to um, Confessions Part Two, okay, cool, because yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. story that yeah. has told like a story from start to finish, and it's that dread. And you just mm. but you're just and then, um, for me, this is hard, it's hard to do free though, like. To, you said to, it anyway. Oh no, my mine's has to be next. Your love is that song that I played. Your love is like an exotic oh, sunrise or a whole damn album in parking big was alive. Your love yeah, is yeah, yeah. like getting five mics or a lifestyle supplies or not. But, that, but but that's what I like. I, like me, I would say dancing in the moonlight. I would always go back to that song. If you ever play that song, I would just like zone yeah. out. I love that record. Um, oh. be, be there by Jackson Five, a big record. My Michael's voice as a kid was so angelic, bruv. Like mm-hmm. sick. Be there, big song. Um, Stevie Wonder, isn't she lovely, man? Like bad song. You know what I mean, I karaoke that a few times. So that's just top of my head. It might change tomorrow, but these are three songs that I can definitely loop for a day, and these songs I'd always go back to randomly. Um, so yeah, that's that's it, man. I feel like. You know, we can drop a lot of stuff here, and I feel like the next episode we should talk about kind of you know other things in terms of music, maybe the future. But we, we covered a lot of ground today, as usual. Yeah, but just make it simple: love, life, and music. Bruv. Just our overall general episode. Isn't it? All right, brother. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Love, love, peace, and let's go. Booyah.